0: Love and Watches is a family-friendly podcast for male and female watch lovers alike. Perpetual Girl and Ranch Racer are a watch-crazy wife and husband team who've been wearing and collecting watches for more than 45 years. They enjoy bringing you the latest in collecting, interviews, news, and all things interesting in the world of watches. Enjoy the show. Hey, Love and Watches family. Welcome to another edition of the Love and Watches podcast. This is Perpetual Girl.
1: And this is Ranch Racer.
0: And we're actually coming to you from the backyard. Something totally different. And we don't have our recording equipment out here. So we're we're uh, keeping it simple.
1: We're completely winging it. We have no idea how the, how the quality how is going to be with this. But we're going to hope um, for the best. Yeah, we basically left... The soundboard and the headphones and the headphone mixer and everything in the our little makeshift recording studio we brought the digital recorder out and the microphones and yeah we're just gonna we're just gonna see how this goes um
0: we're still in quarantine i've uh, been hammered with chemo for almost nine years now so it's kind of a normal thing for me but it is it's been really interesting after over 150 days
1: it's I'm getting bored let's face it I'm get because I'm used to going out and meeting with customers and I'm definitely getting bored but uh and
0: we have plenty to do we we, well, do. we have a lot to and do and we've been making We're, we feel blessed
1: we've been making a conscious effort to spend more time out here I mean we we redid the backyard a couple of years ago put the pool in all that stuff that you guys know about and and uh you know my routine I've been working from home for many many years and so my routine has always been the alarm goes off you know if 6 six thirty 30 whatever or I wake up before that roll over grab my phone off the nightstand and I lit and I just start working right and
0: very structured
1: and- well it's structured but it's I would start working on my laying in bed my eyes are barely open I'm already going through emails you know and then I'm still doing it at 10 11 o'clock at night and it's just it's just a routine that that I got into and the one thing that's that's kind of Making me think more about it. My customers are their government, and so government, as most of you guys know, does things thirty years in the past, right? They're not always on the bleeding edge, so they're all, they were all of my customers were very used to being in the office, right? Butts and seats. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of the legacy way of doing business. And because of COVID and all this stuff and the lockdowns, basically the whole world's working from home. So my customers started saying. Man, I'm finding that we're I'm working a lot more than I used to. Longer hours, I'm starting earlier, I'm ending later. You know, we're getting more done, but I'm working a lot. And so that got me thinking about my own habits. And so we've been coming out in the morning instead of rolling over and looking at email. We come out here, we have coffee, we bring keeping actual, it structured. Yeah. Well, and we bring like an actual book a with book. paper on it. And mm-hmm. some of you younger listeners may not have a clue what that is, but it's <laughs> an actual paper book. I leave the phone in the house, the iPad, and we just come out and have coffee and relax. And And then around 8 o'clock, I'll go get my phone and I start working. And maybe I'll work out here for a while. Maybe I go in my office. But it was...
0: And then we'll do some chore, like livestock chores.
1: Yeah. But it was really more to just disconnect a little bit. Have a little bit of a morning to wake mm-hmm. up and refresh and I think get the brain the, kicking, right? Before I start responding to emails on my phone.
0: I think keeping on a schedule is really important, too, because even though... Our schedules are really, you know, just all over the place in pandemic. Like, I'm actually planning a vacation for us, and I'm going to have it quite structured, even though we're going to be on our property. We're which going might on a cruise, fun. right? Yeah, we're going on a cruise, <laughs> but um, I can't wait. The pandemic has been interesting, but I've I've seen a lot of new watch collectors um, joining Instagram. You know, they've got spare time; they're at home; they're looking for fellow watch people, and I think I've gained over 1,500 or so followers over the last, you know, couple of months. And I've actually gone past 4,000 this month. And I wanted to give a shout out to uh, a person whose Instagram handle is G-Shock and Awe. And he's from my birth town of Chicago, Illinois. So I thought that would be kind of fun to um, give a shout out to my 4,000th follower.
1: Wow, and sorry, you do not win a new car with oh, that. That's it, too it, bad. You get nothing, but it's but it is slow. You get the honor g- yeah. of being PG's four thousandth follower. <laughs> it's,
0: <laughs> it's it's slow growth, but it's 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 a lot of fun. And again, this is our hobby, and we do sometimes we can't do it regularly due to my chemo schedule, but we sure have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, and I um, will
1: say I have gained no followers because I don't log into Instagram anymore. You all know my disdain for social <laughs> media, so I, I don't do any so. of it anymore and. And PG does it all. So, you know, I think social media is,
0: I think it's a good thing. It's can be very bad, of course, but I, you know, with, with, we've actually had a milestone. I don't know if I mentioned it on our last podcast, but back in April, we reached our two year anniversary of the love and watches podcast. So we're on, we're on about, you know, we're on our third year well into it. And I just for fun, I sort of went back and looked at our first few episodes back um when we started and some of our posts and talked about how as a female collector we we of course i love a dainty you know diamond encrusted dress watch to wear at night or it, out to, it yeah. really does and it's um you know as a woman i like those feminine things but as a collector and i think my collection has my last count i've topped 90 watches and most of them are well under a hundred dollars or $300. But, um, you know, as a collector, I would see watches that you would review back in 2017 when you were doing a lot of reviews that I thought, wow, that is a great, I, I love that diver. I'd love to wear it. Like some of the large Doxas and, uh, large Seikos, things like that, Panaray. And you'd say, oh honey, it's like 45 millimeters. So, and I, I was like, that really is a bummer because I love that watch. And if it was in a 40 or 38, it would be fantastic. And I think that's, that is the reason why we started the podcast. But looking now three years later, what has changed? I think some things have changed. There's a lot more women getting on social media. There's um, there's now two podcasts that have female hosts. So that's that's an improvement. But I think we're starting to see that a lot of the female customers are vocally asking for smaller watches. And this isn't just women. This is men with 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 small wrists, and I've had I've had our listeners DM me some of the guys who have even a six-inch wrist, which is smaller than mine, I'm six and a quarter, and saying, oh, I really love your Dan Henry 1964. How do you think, you know, how many, you know, links does it have? Does it, can it get smaller than blah, blah, blah? So I've had a lot of people reach out to me that way. So I think, you know, I, I think there's room for improvement, of course, and we're all just having a good time we're all having a good time doing it, so.
1: Yep, that's, that's what it's all about.
0: And, um, and I think marketing has a big thing to do with it. We had, we spent a lot of time with one of the ADs at Chopard one time when we were, I can't remember where we were, but they were telling us about, Vegas. it might have been, yeah. about a, a, a male customer who was absolutely in love with Happy Diamonds, a very expen- expensive model. It might have been a 36 millimeter 38, I can't remember. That's what
1: the diamonds that go, that kind of yeah, go around they, the track, they, around They the move dial. as, you, as right. you
0: rotate the watch. Yeah. It's really pretty. And he just fell in love with this. It was like his grail. Getting ready to buy it, doing all the paperwork. He walked into the AD to, to do the purchase and saw a poster on the wall that showed a woman wearing the watch. And it, talk, it was marketed for women. He right. absolutely turned tail and did a 180. Oh, he didn't buy it? He said, I That's do not right. want to I wear a woman. I won't wear a woman's watch. And I, I think it's really sad because why market it to a woman if if both could wear it so there's a fine line between gender and how you want to market this watch
1: well yeah it's any watch i mean look at like the the rainbow daytona i mean just rubies and diamonds and emeralds and every kind of high end piece of rock you could put on a on a watch and men and women both Mm -hmm. love that watch. It's not marketed to one. It's not marketed as a women's Daytona. It's just a Daytona. yeah, I love it.
0: I I think it's really cool. (laughs) I don't
1: think I'd ever wear it. I'd never have anywhere to wear it, but, but I think it's a a very neat watch.
0: So that that's where marketing can be kind of divisive. So it just has, you just have to be careful. I think they need to be careful how they're portraying, you know, it's all an image and it's all about, and, and that, that carries over into social media, into Instagram where, as a collector I, I want to be taken serious as a woman and not um I don't want to be objectified I want to be a, a collector and then a woman second so that, that's a tough one that's a it, it is and that's unfortunately, a trend. you don't it's, always
1: see that on Instagram and it, it's I don't know I don't know if I, I don't really want to get into all that but it's I think it does a disservice to women and you know we're about watches that's what we're on here for and You know, Instagram, I call it Insta ad now because you just, (laughs) you're pummeled with ads. It's, um, you can't really believe any, anyone's likes or follows anymore because there's so many ways to buy into that. And, and, you know, I want to subscribe to X amount of likes and follows every week. And it just, it gets kind of, it doesn't mean anything anymore. And that's why I got sick of it. Plus it's just, as we see the more and more division, we're not seeing people come together at all anymore in society we're seeing more and more division between people and i think unfortunately like instagram and facebook's and all these other things unfortunately they add to that and i just got sick of it so i'm i'm done i mean i don't i every once in a while I'll log into instagram to see mm-hmm. if someone's dm'd me because i don't want people to think i've just dropped off the face of the earth but it's it got really frustrating for me and i, I think it's not just about people sharing photos anymore it's a big contest now and i it's not for me i'm just not interested
0: it is it is and i and i know there there's a core group of watch fam you could call them that are you know you look at the, you really appreciate their feed and i i love scrolling through everybody's feed and looking at all the different watches but some of the ads that are coming out i don't even see a watch it's like is there a watch in that ad so that's one well, of those not even
1: ads it's just personal posts or, too or it's posts like, the where
0: watch? um and that's fine. It, it, it's a However ever anybody wants to do their marketing of their product or account, whatever. But I... I, I
1: guess. But sometimes I just feel I'm like hardcore a lot of the stuff is I, setting women's rights back 100 years. I mean, it's just crazy. I just don't... I don't understand it. I mean, there's been a that's ton of progress <laughs> in that area. And, and a lot of the show. stuff that's out there, it's like, whoa, where are we going now? I just... It doesn't... I don't like it. It's not about the watch anymore. So... Uh, what are we talking about today? What's well, the show about?
0: Um, do you want to start with some wrist checks, and we'll kind of we'll kind of get into that?
1: Sure. Well, why don't I do my wrist check first, because then your wrist check leads into the topic of the show. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay. So my wrist check is—I don't think this is one I've ever worn on the show. PG, you actually posted this, I think, on our Instagram account this week. Yes, this week. So some of our listeners may have seen it. It's um one of the least expensive watches probably in my collection but it's it's the number one most valuable um and that's because it belonged to my dad it's uh it's kind of your typical gold plated seiko quartz watch dress watch mm-hmm. from the 80s um oh I, we can There's hear an a plane airplane going, going over. over you guys might be able to hear a plane we live next is, to an airport
0: the goose is so. letting us know so um, we'll just but keep anyway, along <laughs>
1: it's it's your typical gold-plated quartz seiko from the 80s and it's so meaningful to me because, you know, we lost, lost my dad uh, a couple years ago. And when I put this watch on, I can, I literally can hear in the back of my mind. I hear my dad after a long day's work, coming home, taking this specific watch off and laying it down in his little dresser valet. And I have that valet. And if I do that, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm playing on the floor in my parents' bedroom. My dad came home hmm. and, you know, put the watch on the valet. I can smell his aftershave. I don't know what it was, but I have that scent that I can smell. Um, it's, and and it really brings, I think for me, it brings to the forefront why we do this, right? I don't need a watch to tell time anymore, but this thing literally transports me back in time to much simpler times. I don't know if it's much happier times, but definitely uh, much smoother times in society. <laughs> and it just, it was just, um, it just evokes all those feelings. So this is 100% the most valuable watch in my collection. Uh, and so I, I think it shows that, you know, the most expensive is not necessarily the most meaningful or the most valuable watch. It, it could be the cheapest piece of junk. And this is not a piece of junk, but it could be the cheapest little thing in your collection that's that means the most. And uh, so that's, and I don't wear it very often it's you know, it's a very it's a very dressy, so it's not something I wear around the house. Or but anything, back then, but...
0: men wore the, their watch all the time. They they wore that watch they with did, whatever. Yeah, they I had. mean, my
1: dad he took him He didn't wear a watch usually around the house. He took it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he went out to work or he went to a family function, he would he would put a watch on. And this is just one that I I really remember. And maybe it's the color because it's so gold. Maybe it was the sound it made because mm-hmm. of the way the bracelet is.
0: My dad was a one watch watch person too, and he wore a. A 1960s Boulevard and I don't know what happened to it. it it I think it was stolen but I'm not sure but yeah. but then thinking about your watch from the 80s when I graduated high school in 1986 I was gifted by my parents the same era Seiko watch but for ladies and it's very tiny it has like a 10 millimeter case and I put it on this week for a while while you were wearing that and it just it when I would see it in the mirror it just transported me back I was 17 when I got that watch, so, yeah. I mean that that's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but it just really brings back looking at the shape, looking at you know the reflection, feeling it on my wrist. It it, it really just kind of it was like a time warp for me too. And yeah. thinking about your your dad's watch because they they basically were probably sold together at the same time those two oh, models. I'm
1: sure. Yeah, a women's and a men's or whatever. But it, it's it is amazing what a watch can. What just a, a piece of jewelry an object can do. Um yeah, and I over I, I and over decades, up thinking, you know, before know. putting this on and smelling after aftershave and thinking about it. <laughs> but it it keeps my dad close. Even though he's not with us anymore, it's like I'm <laughs> I'm wearing my dad on my wrist, I you know? know, it's it's kinda cool. So it's anyway, very, so very that's sweet. my wrist check. Which yours?
0: Well mine, um I, I'm wearing a watch that we've had in for review for uh over a week now and it's uh, it's the Swiss Watch Company SWC Sport. This particular one is the mint colorway, so it's mint. Uh, it's got a mint green dial in the center, and then surrounding that center, under the crystal, is a solid thick piece of ceramic where the indices are. And um, we're going to talk a lot about this with our interview with Stephen and Josh from Swiss Watch Company, but. I have Which to is say show today. We that's our, our show. It yet. <laughs> that's our show today. We're going to um we're going to talk with them about the new release and the kickstart that's coming up really soon. But I just I have to say I've so truly enjoyed wearing this watch that um uh, you you'll hear it in my review. I'll talk all about it, but I was not expecting to like it this much because of the size. It's 41 millimeters, correct? Sorry, chemo brain. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> it's a 41. But um and I thought for sure that would that would wear uh, way too large on my wrist, and I do not like when the lugs hang over or the, the watch just overpowers my wrist. But those don't, right? This does not. Even with the rub, there's a silicone band that comes with it, and I'm wearing it on the Velcro strap. And this is, I've never seen a NATO like this, and it, it does not pass under the watch, so it doesn't raise the watch up. The watch sits flat on my wrist. Yeah, that's cool. And there's no bulky keepers or where you have to fold the NATO back over and it sticks up like two centimeters above the watch. So I have to say this is pretty ingenious. You're giving
1: away your whole review. I know. <laughs> so, There's more. So, There's so guys, more. there is a review. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> coming out on the website uh, right around the same time that this podcast um, hits iTunes and Spotify and YouTube and everywhere else. Um, so we, we've timed it so that you guys can listen to the podcast today, which is with Stephen and Josh from from SWC. And then you can head over to the website and read PG's review on on the watch.
0: Well, and the reason I wanted to say that is we were talking about our our two year anniversary and how I think it's really important for manufacturers to have a unisex size. And you and I have both worn this this week, so that's um, I think that's significant to mention yep. for this podcast.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, did you want to read our review a reader review?
1: Well, yeah, that's the last thing we need to cover, right. I think, and then we're going to get we always into say the we're interview gonna... <laughs> with the guys, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. We always
0: say we're going to do a short intro, and then we end up going and yeah, going. We're going so. on 20 minutes. So okay. So why
1: don't we do that, and then we'll, um, we'll send folks over to the interview. Okay.
0: We've gotten, uh, you know, I was saying that during pandemic, people are really exploring their hobbies, and we've gotten a lot of new uh, followers and listeners, which we're really grateful for that. And we've been reading some reader reviews every once in a while when we um, see a really fun one on iTunes. And this one was from The Epi Man. And the title is, Thanks for speaking for all watch lovers. I'm new to the hobby and have been devouring content. My wife saw me reading something and asked me if there was anything in it for women. I looked and looked. It was a book. And there uh, there was not. Then I started looking at my other books and the web and nothing. I was pretty distraught. I listened to Two Broke Watch Snobs, and I learned about this podcast from their Things They Hate About Instagram, the Instagram Trends That Need to Die podcast. I was so excited to hear about Love and & Watches and have listened to them all. Thanks for what you do, and thanks for representing all watch lovers.
1: Awesome. Well, well, thank you, the epi man. Um, if you're listening to this show, which I'm assuming you will, <laughs> um, email, send us an email at admin at loveandwatches.com. And we're going to get you out some fun swag, because that, that's the deal. If we read your iTunes review, um, or I know there's some other platforms that do reviews. I try to log into those from time to time. Well, we're on all
0: platforms, but correct? I, we're mostly, yeah. I think for
1: this right now, we're just sticking with i It's just easier, because most of our listeners are on iTunes. I can go in and look, and and if uh, if we read your review on the air, you get some fun swag. So uh, send us an email at admin at loveandwatches.com uh, with your name and address, and let us know we read your... Uh, review on the air mm-hmm. and we will send you out some fun stuff
0: fun yeah we have we actually have a lot of listeners who are not on instagram so we don't want to leave them out and i think that's um you know we've been contacted by different people especially for our spotlight through email through our our website so that's been yeah and fun. we don't want if, we're not forgetting about you guys
1: yeah and if you guys again if you do want to be on the show and you're not on instagram uh, just send us an email again at admin at loveandwatches.com. Uh, dot com and the list is filling up fast. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's growing quickly, so which is awesome. Fun. I mean, I, I we're getting way more responses than I thought we would. So it's it's fun to see all you that are interested in in just coming on the show and, and chatting about your love of the hobby. So I think that's really cool.
0: Well, I think that brings us to our uh, highlight of this podcast, which is our discussion with. Steven and Josh from Swiss watch company. And I think you guys are really going to like it.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. It was, uh, I think I mentioned when we did the interview with them a few days ago that, uh, I was shocked that it had been a year since we talked to them last. It, it felt mm-hmm. like it was just a few months ago, but yeah, we I mean, right we... now every day blends into the next, to be honest. But
0: yep. we interviewed them for the, the diver release and actually did the giveaway of the diver, Yeah, which was really fun. They've and been friends was...
1: of the show for a while since we yep. met them at Couture in 2018. Uh, in person, so just just good, good people. I mean, we don't. It's a family-owned business. We don't push brands. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I, I guess you could say, we help friends, right? Because well, we're not I,
0: sponsored. If that's no, we're not sponsored. Yeah, but we I don't just, do sponsorships. But. There
1: are some brands that we've really taken a liking to ourselves, um, just for what they represent, how they go about doing their business. You know, SWC being one, Formex, uh, the guys we had from Formex on uh, a few weeks ago. So just if we make a connection with, with people and, and we like them as people, like, the, like they always say in, in, in sales, I've been in sales for so many years, you do business with people, not with companies. And, and uh, you know, we just really hit it off with them. They're just, it's a great family-owned business. You know, Stephen has an amazing history in, in the watch world and in design uh, Josh, his his son is, you know, he he understands all the marketing and the social media function and how that all works. So, and I, his brothers are into it too. I mean, one of them works at Formex, I think. Right? In, yeah, there's in a connection there. So, there's very talented
0: uh, people. Very
1: talented family. Very talented group of people. And we really just like the way they go about their business. They they care about quality. They're trying to really stamp out a an identity for themselves in mm-hmm. terms of how their w- watches look, which is,
0: and not be a catalog know, watch. Very, very right. difficult.
1: Um, so anyway, I, I'm,
0: we don't want to give it,
1: i on, but <laughs> we are, uh, so we, we brought him on the show. We told him we'd have him back, uh, prior to the release of their next piece, which is coming up in just a couple of weeks here. So we had the guys on, I think we talked for about an hour and it's never long enough. It's just so much fun. And I, I can't wait to actually see them again. So one of these days we'll, we'll get out there and see him again. But, uh, is that it? Can we can we move? That is. And
0: the, it's a um, really, really good discussion about all the details and, and more. Awesome. So, all
1: right. So with that, guys, we hope you enjoyed this interview with Stephen and Josh Reamer from Swiss Watch Company. Enjoy.
0: And here we are today with Swiss Watch Company. Hello, guys.
2: Hello. Uh, Thank you for having us.
1: Thank yeah, you. it's, it's uh, it was funny. We were just talking before we we started recording, and it's actually been a year since since we last chatted on the podcast. I, for me, it felt like just a few months, but that's probably COVID nineteen brain. <laughs> that's <laughs> pandemic brain. <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, how are you guys doing out there? I'm, I'm sure it's nice and nice and cool in the high desert in Nevada.
3: We're doing okay. We got the heat wave finally, and it's, uh, you know, we have about two or three weeks of somewhere around 100, 105, and uh, summer has arrived.
0: Yeah. Same with us. We're we're getting a little cool down this week, down to, what, about 85 or 90? Yeah, this week's which been, has pretty, been pretty decent. It's actually not too bad when it's dry. Not but, too much
1: hundreds yet for us. But, um, but uh, yeah. It
0: is what it is. Yeah. But we're really excited to talk to you about the new SWC. Uh, your new baby, the SWC Sport.
1: Yeah, and and speaking of babies, uh, we have Josh. Josh. Josh, you've got some exciting stuff coming yep. pretty quickly, don't you?
2: <laughs> yes, uh, very quickly. Um, we'll be our twins will be coming this Friday. So wow, big oh my gosh. change coming for us. Uh, we did not. Ex- we already have three kids. So right. We really didn't expect to jump straight to five. <laughs> That's. <laughs> big oh. jump uh, but we're really excited and luckily we'll, we'll, we have a lot of help with uh, family here so that's it, it'll great. be good
1: that's awesome so exciting. well we totally know how you guys feel we have twins as well um, although ours have feathers and bills so probably not <laughs> quite not quite the same thing but
2: <laughs> well I do have some of those too you, yeah I that's know right. you do
1: and, and goats and all that fun stuff
0: <laughs> yes yeah Oh, and I have to say, I finally did get an egg apron. We talked about that last time. Oh, yes, it's Re-
2: a really underrated thing. I know it's kind of a, it was a joke gift, honestly, when I got it, but it uh, it's actually it, it works really well. I enjoy it. They
0: do. It, the, you know, the goose eggs are a little tough though because they're so big, they barely fit and they sometimes fall out. So oh. I have oh. to strategically yeah. place them.
2: Yeah, I, I have yet to get a goose. If it weren't for the twins, I would have one already. Oh. And in fact, uh, like I was speaking to you the other day about, I had to to relocate some of the animals. Luckily, we live in a farming community, so we still get to visit our goats. I had a couple Nigerian
0: dwarfs that oh. we loved.
2: I got to milk every morning. And uh, so kind of sad to see those gone, but we'll we'll have them back once things calm down.
0: They'll be in good hands. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Yes, yeah. They, they definitely are.
1: Well cool let's we should get right into this. I know we don't have a ton of time to to chat with you guys today. I wish we had more time. Um, but you guys have had a lot of stuff going on since we talked with you last For our listeners that maybe haven't um, haven't gone back and listened to all the episodes, um, Josh and Steven and and the brand Swiss watch company have been friends of the show for a long time and um, we we actually were able to give one of their their watches away the last year at the mm-hmm. diver, yeah. Um, but since then you've had the chronograph that came out and you've got an, an exciting one coming out next month, uh, I believe on Kickstarter, but you can correct me if I'm wrong there. Why don't you guys tell credit. us a little bit about the SWC sport and what's going on and, uh, and the plans.
2: Well, this was, uh, a hundred percent. My dad's design, all credit goes to him. So I'll, I'll let him speak to, to that and, uh, how this came about and, the. Uh, the rigorous process it has been to bring it to life. It's been a long time coming, uh, this model.
3: All right. Well we uh we wanted to come up with a watch that would be simplistic, uh durable, has all the durability features of the of a diver's watch, but uh, can be worn anywhere and in any situation that you want and you'll you'll feel good about it and it's comfortable. Uh, so we 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 decided we will have a, a nylon strap coming with it with Velcro probably the one of the most simplistic straps there available uh, and make sure it's not a NATO configuration. Uh, we have a silicon strap that goes with it also very comfortable and then of course the mandatory uh, solid stainless steel bracelet with a mit- with a micro adjustable buckle the uh, the design that we uh, idea that we had with that was to continue on with the ceramic ring however this time placing it into the dial which, Presented itself with a lot of challenges that uh, some of it we we knew would be there, and others that we we experienced while we uh, or we 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 found out about them once we once we started getting the the samples in the uh, the the ceramic ring is rather special in that regard that it also entails it has. indexes incorporated into it uh, and we wanted to make sure that those indexes would be very very detailed so uh, and have a luminescence with them that uh, is basically the same as we have in the divers watch so those two base main features that we had that made us (coughs) noticeable in the in the micro brand uh, community was strong luminescence and some specific features that are known to our watch so the uh, the thickness that we have in the in the luminescence is is basically zero point four millimeter it's the same thickness that we have in the divers watch and we'll continue on with that feature with uh, all the other uh, watches that we'll design in the, in the future as well the uh, the design ideas that we got for those indexes on the ceramic ring came from the current, uh, you know, upgraded designs that uh, are in the technical. Oh, what's the word? Help me, Josh. Car industry in uh, in okay. uh, anything that deals with uh, with electronics. Uh, so. LED features that we wanted to see. Okay, how can we how can we bring a touch of that into our watch? So that's what we wanted to do with these indexes. They're completely different than anything that's customary known in the in the in the industry as uh, as indexes that need to be just straight markers or round markers uh, wherever the the hour indexes the hour markers should be.
1: Yeah, the the so six we, o'clock. I almost when I first saw the the treatment that you guys did at six o'clock, it almost I almost felt like I was looking at like a like an airplane's heads up display, right, with the artificial horizon and the marker. That was kind of the first thing that, that came to mind. So that makes when you talk about it coming from electronics and the you know yes. that kind of industry, that makes sense.
0: And that was my biggest yeah. question: was the inspiration for those indice shapes? Because I've it Never it's seen very unusual like to yeah. see that on a wristwatch. Yep.
3: Yes. Yes. So we 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 tried. We fiddled around with it, and we, you know, after about a half a year of doing it with different designs, we we both felt, this is this is good. What we have right now, let's do it. And uh, then we started with tooling, and then all of the problems started to come up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, it was quite the process. I mean. It, this is something mentioned quite a bit most a lot of micro brands especially the ones that pop up it's not uncommon to see uh essentially catalog watches and it's not it's not so much that it's easy but unless you're someone and, and my dad he's he's uh very modest but i i if you don't have someone like my dad or you have a, a background in uh engineering these small parts and watches. If you go to a manufacturer and you take a design like the one we have here, and this happened to my dad multiple times, and you say, I want it to be like this and you have the tech drawings, they'll tell you it can't be done. And unless you have a background like my dad does, that's, that's the end of your road because there's, you can't push back against that unless you do have the knowledge to be able to say, no, it can be done. Mm -hmm. It just has to be done like this. And we, it was a little over a year of that uh, until we could finally bring it to life. And uh, it, is, it is what it is today.
1: It, it really is a unique design. and something that, that PG and I have talked about quite a bit recently was, you know, the, the phenomenon of the micro brand world and how many brands seem to pop up on an almost daily uh, basis. Yeah. And that it's so hard to come up. You know, if you, if you see a Rolex Daytona across the room, and you're into watches, you know what you're looking at, right? And it's that brand yeah. identity. And you guys did a really, I think you did a, a really smart job of that with your with the first offering in the diver, because you had that that center section of the dial that was kind of set apart from the rest of the dial. Talk a little bit about the how that's kind of moved forward with this new one. The patterns changed a little bit. The way it's presented is, is yes. slightly different.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely wanted to talk about, your inspiration for the center of the treatment of I'm wearing the mint green. And I see this sort of uh, multi-level almost like a basket weave. Type. It's almost a basket or a subway tile. So I, yeah. I'd love to hear you talk about that as well. Cause that is, there's so many levels of this watch.
1: Yeah.
3: Yes. So we, w- one thing that a lot of watches have there's there's, there's, there's not much depth to them. I mean, there's not much to, to, to play around with. You have about, millimeters of of space that you have within the watch where you can say, okay, how can we, how can we liven this up a little bit? So the the center dial portion is a, a a, a ocean of squares on different levels that, that increase the depth of the the watch quite a bit. And, and we hope we achieve that. Uh, some might argue that, but, uh, we we feel we feel that we added quite a bit of depth to the watch because of that, and we wanted to li- live it up a little bit in, in that regard and make it also unique. So the whole pattern of the watch has a uh, has a depth perception that uh, that increases everything to the thickness of the watch.
0: There's a pearlescent to it as well, so it looks like you've really had a lot of fun with color, and that's something really? I studied in college. I studied color theory. So I am always really interested in in hearing how people choose which colors and treatments.
3: Yeah, we you know, coming back from uh, being in this in, in in with with a swatch group, and I, I worked on the swatch watches so much in my life, and I, I've, I've been involved in all of those colors, not designing them, but uh, see uh, see what what how much influence colors can have uh i think it's an exciting thing to be able to bring different colors into it that makes a a normal watch with while well, you have your blues you have your silvers and you have your blacks uh coming up with colors that are a little bit off the beaten path let's let's put it that way but they're exciting i think and uh they're not for everybody each color but uh, I think I think we have something that uh, that can uh, poke everybody's interest.
0: Oh, definitely. You we've looked at all the different colorways and it looks like some are a tint of a color and some are a shade. So mm-hmm. it really changes how um you know how that feels as far as maybe a more playful look or maybe a more dressy look or a more or, serious look. Or, right. You go
1: from like the black DLC, which is mostly all blacked out all the way into yeah, the, the pastels, right? The, mm-hmm. the mint greens and the, and the peach, almost the peach color. Looking so, through
0: them. It's, I have a hard time choosing. Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of options. It's wanted, very cool. If you had to pick one, if you were going to buy one and then I know there's different movements in them. So if, if we'd love to talk about the movement choices for each colorway.
2: Yeah, we so the we have the SW two hundred the automatic models, and those colorways are a bit more conservative. Uh, they're not as uh, risky. They're more traditional. I think the the swamp green and the burgundy are the most um, non-standard colorways we have. But we wanted to do a quartz option, and we took a little more liberty there with the colorways. But we wanted to have a an option for those in the more affordable range because there seems to be ceilings in the watch market. And one of those ceilings is at the $300 mark. And doing that with an SW200 is just an impossibility. Yeah. So we, we, we couldn't do it at the quality that we want to achieve. So we decided to go with the quartz option, keep the dials separate uh, and differentiated by the subdial as well as the colors. So it, people would know right away that this is the quartz model, this is the automatic, and then that other ceiling tends to be around $500. You see lots of videos where it's top five under 300, top five under 500. There's something about those two numbers that uh, some people just won't pass. So we like to keep our watches in that range, keep them a really high quality uh, at the same time, keeping them in a range that most people are comfortable with, especially in the micro brand uh, space.
1: Sure. Yeah. And you, you mentioned the sub dial on the courts. So that's uh, a second time zone, or okay. I, I guess I've always kind of referred to it as like a, uh, a, a, an office GMT or a worker, G, as opposed to a traveler GMT where you're, you're quick setting the main hands and the main dial, but it's got like a little sub dial at six. And that even adds, I think some additional depth to the quartz version that isn't present in the auto and without that sub dial. Yeah. It's
0: loomed as well. Cause I test it. I test the, it the hands. Out. Right. Yep. Yeah. Because I, you know, I like to sleep in a watch, and to tell time when I wake up in the middle of the night, and the loom on this was very, very good. Yeah.
3: So. Yeah, the uh, we wanted to see if there's, you know, the 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 success that a GMT watch has in the quartz world. It's for me, it's if if you want to mimic a normal GMT in the quartz world, that that doesn't. It doesn't jive well okay for me gmt watches are mechanical with a with a fourth hand there from the center out and they're yep. just, mm-hmm. it, just, just the watch industry whereas this quartz movement has uh additional two hands that are uh, in a sub dial and yeah you can set it to any time that you want uh, with with the, the the pusher that's on the side of the case uh, with the uh, different uh, options of uh, of setting it so it's, well, it, its movement is from Rhonda, a uh, Swiss made, and uh, their long history of making quartz movements.
0: And I I really like the almost vintage feel of a sub dial. You know, it really goes back mm-hmm. to older watches. Well, it almost
1: kind of can remind you of like a, an original small seconds mm-hmm. before they went to the, the center watch sweep or. hand. Um mm-hmm. So it looks like, and if I'm, I'm looking, let me look at the data sheet here. So it's a tell us a little bit about how you settled on the size. Size is always a big conversation. um, And I, I with find us it for sure. Well, with us for sure, but I find it coming up more and more um, as our purchasing behavior moves more towards online, right? Especially with micro brands, you don't, you can't go into a retailer, even if, if we're not going through a global pandemic. You really can't go into a yeah. retailer and try the watch on. So a lot of people will, simply look at the diameter and they look at the diameter and they make a decision based on that. Uh, and we, you know, anytime our listeners ask us, you know, for advice on size, we always make sure to reinforce it. You need to look at other things besides that, right? You need to look at Here's something called lug. the lug to lug mm-hmm. distance. You need to look at the thickness because the thickness has a big, uh, a big effect on how the watch wears and feels. So how did you guys settle on, on the sizes? I mean, obviously your diver and, and I think the chrono are, are larger, Uh, Size than this guy. How'd you guys settle on what I think is 41, right?
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, Yeah, Uh, from a market standpoint, my dad can get into the the technical stuff, but I With our diver we got a lot of feedback a lot of people wanting a smaller size and The diver is 44 millimeters, but to its credit. It's only 13 millimeters uh, Thick the lug to lugs under 50. It's about 49. So it's still much more wearable than the standard 44, but like you said, people see the 44 and that's it. They're, they're not looking any further. So we wanted to do something in a, a smaller range. 41 seems to be the sweet spot for a lot of people and gets the, the biggest audience, it's most comfortable for people. And we didn't want to take the diver design and simply size it down because the diver was designed to be the size it is. And uh, we, we played with a little bit, it just didn't feel right. So we decided to size this one. Uh, if it's gonna be a sport watch, have a more sporty feel, it, uh, it, it almost had to be in this range to where it was a little smaller. Uh, it fit uh, better. My brother, uh, he has a six-inch wrist, and he's he's able to wear this one. He wears the Diver, too. I think it's too big for his wrist, but uh, he wears it. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, we, we just wanted to have a watch available for more people. I always felt bad when people would message us for the Diver and say, I love your watch. I want to support you guys, but it's just too big. And I can't fault people uh, for... Not buying a watch that they don't feel would fit on their wrist. Uh, so, that's uh, that's our reasoning to going into it uh, as far as where and how uh, we decided the thickness. My dad can speak to that because he he designed uh, the case and uh, the thickness, and a lot of that has to do with uh, movement and water resistance and uh, other technical things that uh, most people don't realize go into. Uh,
3: factoring in the size of the case okay so the the biggest challenge that we had with uh, with with this packaging to make sure that it's not that we're not going into diverse thickness territory uh, we have a ceramic ring that uh, demands to have a specific thickness you cannot make them things thin like a normal dial and think it's gonna manufacturing wise it's gonna work so we you know, the sweet spot that, that I w- would have wanted to achieve was somewhere around that the high tens or the low elevens and we, we just got below twelve mil- millimeter with uh with the watch and it's uh the ceramic ring thickness alone is is uh I think it's almost two and a half, two and a half millimeters thick with the indexes. So there's there's a lot of challenges that we had because of that. Due to packaging of the of the dial combined with the ceramic ring in the watch, but uh, based on that, uh, we always uh, the case back thickness. We if it's if it's a 10 ATM watch, which this one is, we always go at least 5 ATM higher in securities. So the case back thickness would would qualify for a 200 millimeter. Depth or, or an official diver's watch. The same thing with the sapphire crystal. We give it those additional securities, and uh, uh, because of that, we we came out with with that thickness. And I think it's it, it's it, it matches well with everything. The uh, uh, when you look at the uh, the packaging uh, or or the design between silicon strap and and case or stainless steel strap with the case. Uh, the dimensions, they, they, I believe they flow there. It's not something that's, that's, uh, pompous or, uh, I always say, I don't have, I don't have the self-confidence as a person that has a 50 millimeter watch on their wrist. So (laughs) I, uh, I'm, I'm more, I'm more on the, you know, 40 to 45 millimeter. And, uh, that's that's why we that's why we came up with that 41 uh joshua was pushing okay let's 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 make it a little bit smaller so we can have a bigger audience there because he gets the feedback from the market and ultimately <laughs> I, a lot of the that, points. I get a lot of messages <laughs> yeah so i messages. Bet. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the points uh are, are are driven by by the customers that say please try to incorporate this point or that point and uh we we tend to want to listen and to see how we can satisfy those demands.
0: Well, as a female collector, I was very pleasantly surprised that, and I have a six and a quarter inch wrist, and I I thought for sure this was going to wear really large, and there's a there's a lot of feel difference between the the two bands I have. I don't we don't have mm-hmm. the bracelet, but I started out with the silicon band, and now I'm, I'm on the. Uh, this lovely soft it's like a velcro piece and it's like nice. nothing i've never yes. i've never seen anything like it in the
1: very unique strap it, um and it really pulls the it pulls the case down on your wrist it so it, it really lays nicely on your wrist and
0: the lugs don't hang over yep. when you look from above and it just is really really comfortable so it's that's something i always look for as well as is can i wear this watch all day do i feel it all the time can i get in my pool or and splash in my farm with, you know, filling buckets and things. I'm always nervous about some of my quartz pieces. So if -hmm. if there's a lot of safety built into it and it's going to wear small, you're, you're going to reach a lot of female collectors as well. And I already have one friend who saw it on my Instagram feed and has to have it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I do have to say it's when, when you start looking at pieces that have a lot that, have a lot of layers built into that dial in the face of the watch. They do tend to get, they can get pretty thick. I mean, I've seen them up 13, 14 millimeter in thickness. So the fact that you guys were able to keep the quartz version under 12 and the auto is less than a half millimeter thicker. So it's Mm -hmm. it actually is pretty impressive what you've done by being able to incorporate that thick ceramic uh, outer, Portion of the dial and still keep those those thicknesses. I mean, it doesn't look overly it doesn't look overly thick. It looks really good on no, PGs and wrist. and it's I think. and it's
0: not overly with the with this with the straps. It's not overly masculine. Some NATO style with when they wrap around and there's metal keepers on top and big flaps and everyone's tucking in and it sticks up a half an inch or right. you know over a centimeter. That's a totally different look that I think is a busy look. But this nylon, you know, the way the the way you've chosen these bands it, it really does make it universal to just yeah. about any wrist or any gender
3: yeah we, we're, we're quite happy with the the importance of being able to wear the watch snuck to your wrist and because it's velcro it will fit every wrist and it's breathable at the same time standard nylon uh, straps they're not necessarily breathable i mean you know Sometimes you feel kind of sweaty when when mm-hmm. you have them on. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: this,
3: this is this is really breathable, and uh, we're we're quite happy with it. So um, thanks for that observation yeah. as well. So glad sure. that you're
2: enjoying that. It's they're they're almost a little uh, spongy, and like mm-hmm. they have a little to them. But uh, I like that they're quickly adjustable. I mean, it gets hot here, so wrist size fluctuates yes. throughout the day. Yes, and uh, I like that you have. The it kind of wears like a NATO without, like you said, the downsides. I it always drives me nuts that uh, the strap passes underneath the case and mm-hmm. then raises yes. it
0: off.
2: All on NATO straps, so you you kind of get the, the best of both worlds uh, with these. And yeah, it's, it's something we're we're really happy with how they turned out.
1: They're, they're certainly unique. I have not. The only thing I have that even comes close would be the one that comes with the Voliva's uh, Lunar Pilot. They have a, an option that's kind of, you know, it's Velcro to remind you of the, the space program. But it still sits. It makes the case sit up very high. It's got the, the, uh, the piece of nylon that sits between your wrist and the case back, whereas this doesn't. So it really sits. It sits really nicely. I don't think you guys have done a good job with this. and it's Like I said, it's very unique um do 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 the pieces come with both or how how is that going to work actually why don't we get into the campaign tell us a little bit about Kickstarter. when the kickstarter i believe it is kickstarter when that starts the offerings that you're going to have pricing all that fun stuff
2: so our campaign is going to launch august 10th we don't have a time yet but we're going to try to get a time dialed in that will appeal to Uh, not just our customers here in the States, but uh, in Europe and Asia as well. So uh, we're going to get a time nailed down. But uh, yeah, each watch will come with the silicone strap you have and uh, the nylon strap you have. And we're going to have those available uh, afterwards as well uh, for really reasonable prices. But each watch will come with uh, the silicone and the nylon strap. And each, each piece has a... Uh, Basically a matching pair Uh, It's not uh, just all one color and we tried to match them pretty accurately. So they really complement the dial Uh, the the one on the mint matches really well, I think and uh, We'll have those available. The quartz will be under $300 at $269 dollars and the automatic will be at 389 so We try to keep it as low as possible uh, and uh, we'll be raising a little bit after the campaign later in the year. One thing to note on the automatic versions is we're only going to have 200 available uh, for pre-order on Kickstarter. And the main reason for that is that's how many movements we have on hand right now to guarantee a quick delivery. Nobody wants to wait six months. Uh, on a watch that's one of the biggest drawbacks for Kickstarter. Yeah, so something yeah. we've been doing we planned on launching this watch early in the year but uh, For obvious reasons it was a bad time Didn- didn't really happen. So we've been pushing and pushing and then finally we decided you know what? Uh, who knows when the right time will be to launch so we're just gonna launch but during that time of pushback uh, we spent it getting things ready for the sports watch to be done so certain things are already underway with manufacturing so we'll be ready for a uh, a very quick delivery and uh one that uh most kickstarter backers will not be accustomed to that's that's so f- to immediate sure
3: that, that everything is delivered within two months of uh, of uh, final uh, kickstarter date so it's it's there's some challenges that go with it but uh, we want to make sure that it's going to be way before Christmas that the, everybody has their product.
2: Yeah, it's not going to be the standard uh, six, sometimes even nine months to a year. Uh, obviously, this is pretty unique situation because of uh, COVID-19. Uh, we we were kind of we didn't want to sit and just wait, so we've been spending our time wisely, getting things prepared for that. So uh, things will be delivered much faster than uh, than normal.
1: Well, wow, that's, that's great that's news. I mean, two months is pretty amazing for, for Kickstarter. So for our, our listeners that don't maybe don't know what Kickstarter is or they've heard about it, but aren't familiar with, with what it is or how it works. Um, give us a little explanation of, of how that process works and what are, what the buyers can expect when they, when they look at your, your campaign on Kickstarter.
2: So we'll have a, on our campaign page, we'll have a video that will give a background on the watch. One really cool thing about the video, uh, we mention this a lot, but we're a family company. So we are, uh, my brother, he lives over in Switzerland, Switzerland. He's a watchmaker. He actually assembles all of our pieces. And he, uh, he's gonna be recording some videos, so hopefully we'll be able to get him in the video. But all of my brothers are in the video, uh, my dad. So we really focus on the family aspect uh I mean we grew up with watches. My dad before he worked he worked for Swatch Group and then he moved to the states and then in 96 he he started this company making watches for the armed forces. So we all grew up with with watches. Uh but they'll all be in the video and then you can order through Kickstarter. You pay Kickstarter and then they transfer the money to us if we get funded. We don't have a goal set yet as to what uh we will have, but essentially Kickstarter works in a way where you set a funding goal and then that funding goal to- goes towards manufacturing. And if that goal is not reached, then you don't get any of the money. So there's a little bit of risk involved, uh, in our case, not as much since we're already established and that's kind of what gives Kickstarter. Uh, I-, I can't talk about Kickstarter without going over the negative aspect that it has, uh, There are, unfortunately, like you mentioned, it seems like every day there's a new brand popping up. Uh, Not all of them have done uh, many favors to the reputation of micro brands, especially new micro brands. And a lot of them tend to flock to Kickstarter, Indiegogo, because these platforms are somewhat conducive to uh, that type of behavior, releasing catalog watches. So there will be it's kind of a double-edged sword on the one hand uh, it's, it's somewhat of its own marketplace to where it uh, Kickstarter has a lot of watches on there a lot of really reputable brands have started on Kickstarter uh, namely uh, Zelos started on Kickstarter so if you haven't heard of Kickstarter uh, the best thing you can do as a first-time buyer is just do your research on the brand don't go on and if you see a watch you like uh, back it, do your research, and all of the negative things that people warn you about when you're going on to Kickstarter uh, won't be as much of an issue. As long as you research the brand, find out who's behind it. Uh, in our case, we have a YouTube channel that we re- upload uh, weekly, maybe not weekly after the twins come, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, we try to stay as connected to the community as possible uh, be as transparent as possible so people can see the people behind the brand. In our case, it's our family. So if anyone listening hasn't used Kickstarter, uh, you feel free to go to our YouTube channel, uh, see what we're all about, uh, do your research on us as a brand and a family. And, uh, you're, as long as you do that with campaigns, your buying experience will be, uh, really enjoyable.
1: Now, can potential buyers uh, actually reach out and contact you? And, and if so, what's the best way for them to do that if they want to learn about the brand or have questions about the the Kickstarter campaign or the watch itself?
2: Yes, a- absolutely. Uh, on our Instagram, SWCUSA, I I'm always answering messages there. On our email, just the contact sheet through our website, on our YouTube channel, um, I. I will almost always respond immediately and if not immediately, as soon as I can. Um, I like to be as responsive as possible because I know from my own point of view as a consumer that really means a lot and I have everything routed through my phone. So really there's no excuses for me not to be able to respond. So if someone does have a question, wants to reach out, I am more than happy to chat with people. It's, it's part of what makes me love what I do, is getting to know people within the community. I've honestly gained a lot of friends mm-hmm. uh, through this. Uh, some of them have come from the first time we were on your channel, on the podcast. And uh, it, it's, it makes it really enjoyable for me. So I don't ever want someone to hesitate or apologize for reaching out and asking questions about our watches. It's always something that I'm happy to talk about. As he uh, is, quick. is quick in answering. I must- I try to be as quick as possible. Well,
1: and after Friday, you're going to be up 24 hours a day. So you should be able to respond 24 hours a day.
2: Exactly. <laughs> I, I will be awake. Uh, Message me at any time. I guarantee if I don't have a, a baby crashed out on my chest, I'll have my phone and be ready to <laughs> answer.
0: That's awesome. Can, can I back up and ask one more little question about the campaign? Um, yes, please. the stainless steel bracelet will be the one that is optional. Uh, you buy separately. Now, will this, if someone purchases both the automatic and the quartz, is that bracelet, are the lugs and the case identical so that that bracelet would match uh, each of those, uh, the the Ronda quartz version versus the SW?
2: I'm so glad you brought that up because yes, not only will it fit both, but uh, the bracelet has quick release end links. So there's no need for anyone to buy more than one bracelet. Uh, You can swap it out in seconds. It's extremely easy. You don't need any tools. Size it once, and it's ready to go. But that will be sold separately. Uh, We might have it included in the Kickstarter campaign, but we're still working on uh, getting the clasp finalized. And we're very um, cautious in having things announced and available. So unless we have it absolutely finalized by the Kickstarter campaign, we will not list it as part of the campaign and we will have it available on our website later when we can have exact specs, performance and price available. Excellent.
0: And you mentioned micro adjustment on the clasp, which is something that both yes. ranch racer and I love and I make adjustments all day or change watches if you know, however my wrist changes. So, uh, it's really great to hear that you're going to have a micro adjustment that you don't have to use tools for. Is, can I, can I assume that?
2: Yes. So not only will, um, the end links, uh, you won't have to use tool to tools to swap out the bracelet. Uh, you can do that on the fly, but the clasp as well, will have uh, micro adjustments that you can do on the fly without tools. For anyone who's familiar with our diver, it will be a similar function. As the diver, but it will be uh, sized down quite considerably because the 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 adjustment clasp on the diver is uh, pretty large to match uh, the construction of the diver.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Perfect. Now, one thing I will say is that because of the way you guys have laid out the color options, the fact that the quartz has the sub dial, um, I could see I could see multiple buyers wanting to own both. Well, are you guys going to have any because within Kickstarter, you've usually you have different buying options. Will, will you guys are you thinking about doing any kind of a bundle option like buy two um, at this price, that that sort of thing?
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we, we will definitely uh, incentivize those who want to uh, purchase an auto and a quartz or two autos, two quartz. That will definitely uh, not be something that's punished. There will be uh, it will be incentivized. And that's one of the main reasons we wanted to create the bracelet with the quick release uh, and links. So people can just buy one bracelet and it can easily handle uh, all all the watches you have because the bracelet is honestly a, a significant portion of the manufacturing cost. And it's something that not all customers actually use. I personally like the bracelet but a lot of people, it's the first thing they do when they get a watch, they take the bracelet off. So we don't want people to pay extra for something they're not going to use and enjoy. So we created the bracelet in a way to where one bracelet will cover everything if that's what you want to wear.
1: Yeah, that that's great. And the the quick release on metal bracelets is still somewhat of a rarity. Mm-hmm. So I love that you guys are incorporating that. It's I think it's just, it's some of the little details that I think really matter and being able to... You know, get a bracelet, especially the bracelets, because when you're using a tool, it's so easy to slip and scratch, mm-hmm. you know, the, the lugs yeah. or the bracelet. So I'm, I I think that's I'll, I got to commend you on, on making sure that's a, a quick release. That's fantastic.
3: There's a lot of frustrations coupled with that. So <laughs> we, we we also wanted to make sure that, you know, with the with repeat orders that we place with manufacturers later on, that everything will be interchangeable. So. You don't, uh, you know, if 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 somebody orders a diver's watch with the second run that we'll come out with later, also, everything is still going to be interchangeable with that. And that's 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 a must on our side in in order to make sure that our customers are satisfied, not just momentarily, but years years down the road.
1: Yep,
0: yep, awesome. I have one more little question, just a practicality and. Uh... Usability type of question, I guess you could say. the The shine on this bezel is so beautiful and high polished. It reminds me of our Santos de Cartier, and with that with that watch, we've scratched it really easily, so it's not a chores watch. How how is it? uh, How is the watch wearing for you since you've been wearing it, doing your chores, uh, and about your daily life? How how is that bezel holding up as far as scratches? The one I have. That I've got on loan is absolutely perfect and it it doesn't go in the water or do chores so how how are you finding that that is wearing for you over time
2: so I I I beat the heck out of my watches <laughs> and I don't take it off for anything and I actually I just posted it uh not too long ago on uh on my wrist I, I share it with my stories sometimes because I've worn mine for about six months and it has been through, uh, I've, I've mentioned to you guys, I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast, but, uh, in private that I run a local waste management business mm-hmm. where I, I pick up, uh, garbage cans, dump them, take them to the dump, uh, lift over a hundred cans every week. It's, it's been with me through that. I've poured concrete with it. Um, I've milked goats with it, <laughs> dealt with the chickens I've, I've set up, uh, I've dug, uh, Put in sprinkler systems. Chicken wire, I think, is the hardest oh. because that that will scratch steel. But I I've done everything in it. If I take it into direct sunlight, you can see little hairline scratches. Uh, but sunlight's uh, about the harshest lighting you can get. But when it's in the shade or indoors, honestly, it's it's still it looks good enough that in our in our overview that I released uh, two or three weeks ago on our youtube channel where i announced all the models overviewed all of them i actually showed my personal uh unit that i've been wearing for the past six months to show just how well it's held up and really that's all thanks to um the finishing and my dad can go more into why it is the way it is but uh people don't realize how much good high quality finishing can actually protect your watch over time and keep it looking new.
0: Yeah. I, when I look at this watch, I'm a little afraid to even wear it <laughs> because oh, of yeah. that shine. Yeah. And and I have been wearing yeah. it carefully.
3: Just, just wear, <laughs> use it. You know, it's uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's the difference people think if you have a surface that is polished and uh, uh, you know, it's polished, but the, it's it, there's there's a humongous difference between a ten dollar case and a fifty dollar case manufacturing cost, uh, and most of it is in polishing, how how that is done, and the materials that are used for uh for for, for stainless steel, uh, the companies that actually make it versus the cheaper ones that that focus on the, you know, I, I I call them I call them the Walmart specials because. we... <laughs> it's it's, we're somewhat we're somewhat accustomed to you know if it doesn't work anymore then i'll just go there and buy another one i mean it's it's a philosophy that a lot of people have and i'm i'm not uh it it works for him and i'm 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 happy for him we're we're looking more on the the durability and within two or three years looking at it you still say that was a good purchase and 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 uh i we are rather confident that we will get this from uh, our customers like we had it from the from the divers watch and this one as well because of uh uh, all of the all of the challenges or the improvements that we have on the watch that we made and it's 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 kind of looking at when i when i go visit the manufacturers when i see what else they're making in watches that are running two to five thousand dollars on the same line that we that we uh, manufacture our cases, mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's they don't they don't look or or handle our case any different than those than those watches that are in that price range, and uh, that's it, it. It shows itself after it's within within a year or two how how good it how good it is made.
2: Yeah, i i almost I almost make a point to wear mine in the worst case scenario possible. <laughs> Like, I, I'm the opposite of most people. I'll put my watch on when I'm about to do something that would normally be really hard on it. Because if if someone can beat their watch up more than I do, then hats off to them. But I like to plan for a worst-case scenario so we can expect what our customers are going to get. And if someone can wear a watch harder than I do, uh, I'll be seriously impressed. Because I, I, really, I really wear them as hard as possible, just so we can know this is worst case scenario our customers this is what they can expect and uh that's the what we we want people to enjoy them as much as possible without having to baby them and still wear them so that's that's somewhat of the reason behind why i wear the watches the way i do uh just so we can have a good idea of what a customer will expect with uh multiple years worth of uh wear and tear because that's that's ultimately what we're going for. We're not going for a watch that uh, people will wear. We'll, we, we don't want to tell ourselves, well, they're going to have this in rotation. Maybe they'll wear it once a week or so and have that be an excuse to take a shortcut on quality. We want to make it to where we have the expectation that every single customer is going to wear this like they would any watch every day. And that's what we prepare for when we make them.
0: It, it'll it will be a long wearing, um, It'll be strong over time, and it's not going to be a kind of watch that someone would always be, oh, I have to go out and do this. I better take this off. So you're adding that extra time every day to, you know, take this watch. Oh, I better not wear this. I really want to wear this watch all day, but and now I have to go yeah. do this, so now I have to take it off. So we that's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. and we do a, a lot, lot of that, that. here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I imagine uh, you do, a, yeah, a lot of the same stuff. I do with mine probably more gracefully than I do but uh, oh I don't know
0: I have fallen in my goose pond before that's that's (laughs) one thing that I have done
1: (laughs) I can vouch for that guys she has (laughs) so all right so I I want to just really briefly talk um chat a little bit about um future plans for for the company but before we do that Um, Any last closing thoughts on this? And also what's the best way for listeners to uh, make sure they're getting the latest information on the the campaign and and all that stuff leading up to it.
2: So the best way to reach us, um, as far as updates go, I don't send out newsletters too often, but when I do, it's really important. So It's a good thing to be signed up for our newsletter. You can do that through our website, swcusa.com. That's where we we update on releases, uh, future models being released. Uh, We will be doing another iteration of the diver, like my dad mentioned, uh, soon. And as far as information and updates, our YouTube channel is uh, the best place for that. We try to upload every week. Aside from stuff on our own brand that we share on the YouTube channel, I try to share a lot of uh, my dad's industry knowledge. He's been in the watch industry for uh, longer than I've been alive. So he has a lot of knowledge there and we try to share as much as possible. And uh, we try to do that as well as keep things updated on our brand. And uh, for daily posts and pictures and just quick updates, We're on Instagram and uh, Facebook, and I try to upload every day there. But those are less uh, information-heavy, as Instagram is not the best place to share information. But any of those outlets, you can reach me on. If you're more comfortable with email and you don't have an Instagram, send me over an email. Uh, I'll reply as quickly as possible. And uh, if you're on Instagram, uh, shoot me a direct message, and I'll be happy to respond there.
1: Awesome, yeah, and I'll definitely reiterate that. If you guys wanna be up to date on on the campaign, definitely just go to the website, and it's, it's right at the top. You just type your email in, say follow along, and, and you'll get the update, so. Awesome, yeah. well, I, I think uh, this is an exciting release, guys. Um, we're looking forward to it. I think PG is enjoying the watch right now, so we're gonna be getting a, a review out here um, prior to the campaign start. Uh, so yeah, this is a, this is a great one. So I'm going to, I'm going to pre-congratulate you. I'd be shocked <laughs> if you didn't hit your, your, uh, funding target. Cause you guys are already a, a pretty established micro brand and with a, a good loyal base. And hopefully with this offering, you're going to pull in some more folks that maybe you couldn't have pulled off the diver. So
0: there's a lot of, fee- uh, interest from women.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you're, you've, you've already I've had seen. some women reaching mm-hmm. out to you after your post. So that's, I think that's great. Um, so that's it for the sport. Uh, real quick, anything you can tell us about future plans? You'd mentioned uh, a new iteration of the diver, anything else you can talk about, um, that our uh, our listeners and that your fans can look forward to from the brand in the next uh, 12 to 18 months.
2: Uh, yeah, the diver, I'll, I'll briefly, uh, go over the diver. It's, it's going to be essentially a version two of the current diver. Um, For any of you listening uh, that are customers, um, we listened to feedback, and we took a lot of the feedback that we received over the course of the diver's life, and uh, we implemented that into this design. Minor, minor changes, but uh, they should be very welcome changes that everyone's happy with. And we also have uh, another model that we're working on. It's been in the works uh, about as long as the, the sports watch. Something, I think we mentioned it uh, last time we were on with you guys, that we want to do is we want to break free of the stigma of uh, being a brand that just has uh, one model of watch, and that that tends to be divers. Those are the easiest ones to go to, uh, and for good reason. They sell the best, they're the most popular, the most versatile. So uh, my dad is in the process of designing a dress watch that uh, should be really exciting that we will be releasing uh, in the future as well.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing that one and seeing how you, it, it, it's hard to go from, like you said, the diver and kind of that sport, more of that sport line to something very different in a dress watch and still be able to maintain the brand identity. So I'm, that's, for me, that's going to be an exciting one to see.
3: We, we hope it's gonna work out the way we want we have certain uh, novelties in there or or, or or originalities in there that are not visible or you know there's there's nothing copied on that watch that is currently in existence and there's probably i don't know probably a million different watch designs available so this is this is this is gonna have new 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 written all over it and, uh, Wow we, uh, we hope we can have a podcast discussing that watch once once you're ready to to go over it with you
2: yeah it it's one we're we're really excited about uh from what i've seen um what my dad's shown me what's interesting is it won't be as uh out there as the sports watch design but it will uh it will have aspects of it that uh will not just be different in design but different in function that uh should be really exciting. Something we're really excited
1: about. Yeah, that does sound hmm. very, very exciting. We're we're now looking I'm, forward to it.
0: Now I'm thinking, hmm, what could this be? <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, guys, we we do need to wrap. I like I said, I wish we could talk longer because I I love having you guys on the show and just chatting. Um, and hopefully, once all this COVID nonsense calms down and we can start moving about again, we're we're going to get out to Vegas and hopefully see you guys uh, again. Yep. But. Uh, yeah. Very much appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to the campaign. We're really excited. Yep. And hopefully our listeners are too. Go, go check out uh, the Swiss watch company on SWCUSA.com. Uh, and you can also find them at that same name, SWCUSA on Instagram. Uh, they're on Facebook, YouTube. Definitely go check out the channels. Uh, this is an exciting one. So guys, thank you so much.
3: Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Appreciate
1: it. All right. And so there you have it. Another great hour spent with the SWC guys. That was fun. A lot of fun. um,
0: There's never enough time.
1: There's never enough time. And I, you know, we could, uh, even off air before we started recording with them, we were talking about chickens and goats. And I mean, we have a lot lot in common with those guys. (laughs) They kind of, they live out in the desert in Nevada, but uh, they've got farm animals and all that fun stuff. So it's just a blast talking to them. Really excited about this, this watch release. Yes. I think you're looking at buying, aren't you? I definitely am. Yeah. You've really been enjoying that it. thing. I love it. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's, uh, it's so different than what they have done before, which we talked about with them already. Yeah. But it's, every time I look at it, I just, um, it's one of those things that it's sort of mesmerizing. And it, it feels, it's comfortable. And I know it's going to take a beating and that's our lifestyles. Right, uh, exactly. Ranch style. Type abuse to your watches. So, oh, and I wanted to add that the twins, Josh's twins, were born. The babies are good. Oh yeah, mom after is we good. recorded, that's right. So he has now five kids, and the two oh, little—they're two uh, fraternal boys. They weren't sure what, and they're nice and healthy. They weren't sure what they were going to be. So they're they're fraternal. Yeah, mom and kids. I think are mm-hmm.
1: if they're not home from the hospital, coming home very soon. And yeah. they were yeah. tiny. I think so. Congrats to them. That's yeah. that's awesome, but. All right, well. Excellent. I so, August should, yeah, 10th. Yeah, oh, that's right. Sorry. August 10th. August the 10th. Uh,
0: they will be letting everybody know what time because they're trying to accommodate, of course, uh, multiple continents. Right. So, um, again, 200 units of the automatic colorways and no cap on the, cor- the quartz um, right. colors. You know, the peach and the gray, the salmon and gray is stunning, too. Um, sometimes it's hard to choose.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, there's, there's a lot of nice options. So definitely, like we said, get over there and, and sign up on their website, get your email in there. So you'll know, you know, and if you're following them on the social media channels, I know they're going to be announcing it there as well, but uh, I have a feeling they'll probably get a, get something out to their email mm-hmm. subscribers first in so, terms of when it's going to be.
0: There's a really nice video they did on YouTube as well of this, uh, campaign. So yeah. check that out as well. But yeah, we're excited.
1: We're excited for them. Mm-hmm. They're just yeah, it, it's a neat brand, and what you get for your dollar is amazing. I mean, the oh. quality and the design, the thought that goes into the design is really fantastic. It's not going. They're not going. The look is not going to be everyone's thing. They're they're very unique, I they think, are. in the look. We love them, but I uh, I just like that it's it's different and very the quality different from their is diver. amazing. Uh,
0: their the quality. This is I think some of these these auto pieces are. Probably a, a $1,000 to $2,000 micro brand watch, but they're not. And I, I see small brands pricing their watches high, and they're not even using an in-house movement. So these, the, the Swiss watch company is, is using robust, reliable...
1: Swiss movements.
0: Movements that they've purchased yep. off the shelf, and they've yep. put them in an incredible case with, with extraordinary design. So I think uh, you're getting a lot for your money.
1: Yeah, there's. I can't think of many examples of being able to pick up a really nice, unique piece with a, a Swiss automatic movement in it for 400 bucks or less. Uh, it's just amazing. It, they really are price performers. So, um, so definitely go check them out and and get signed up. And yeah, it was great. So, uh, quick reminder to the Epi Man. That's three words. The Epi Man Epi. Uh, we did read your review. So make sure to reach out to us at Abbot Eleven Watches, and we'll get you. Uh, get you some fun swag and for everyone else just you know get out there and review us on on itunes you'll have a chance to to get your review read online or on the air and and uh plus it just helps us and we appreciate it the more reviews you have the uh, the more frequently you come up in searches and that means the more listeners and the more Mm -hmm. people we can bring this fun hobby to well and
0: it's it's so fun to look at them too and we're really humbled by the the nice comments so during this During this pandemic, I think people are getting a little down. I know everyone's, um, people are having a really tough time. And on the other hand, if you're still, you know, blessed to have your job and everything, you you do get bored. So, um, get out there and stay active. And, and
1: we wish you all the best, yeah. uh, especially our, our friends that have, that are, have unfortunately, uh, maybe out of work because of this, where, you know, we're sending our prayers and or have best lost thoughts. family members to COVID. Yeah. Which is... We know we've some folks out there have lost family members and friends to COVID, but, uh, yeah, just hang in there. It, it is going to get better. I know, you know, if you're in a certain position, you may not think that, but it is going to get better. And hopefully by this time next year. We're all going to be out about, out and about again and maybe having some Love & Watches get-togethers, uh, possibly on the road. So we'll just have to see how that goes. But hang in there. Stay safe. We love you all. And thanks for listening. We'll see you later. Have a good one.